Here comes the biggest news ever. Trek Off the Motion Picture is available on Amazon Prime. That's right. The movie version of the podcast you're listening to. An actual movie. A motion picture on Amazon Prime. Available in the United States and the UK. Just go on Amazon and search for Trek Off. The word Trek Off. One word. And you can watch us. If you don't have Amazon Prime, you can you can like rent us or buy us. We're available on DVD on Amazon. But like streaming on Amazon Prime. And listen, please watch because it really helps us out. And share it. Give us good reviews. And share it on your Facebook page stuff, man. I'm just excited. Check out the motion picture. Warning. The following contains plot spoilers and naughty language. That means explicit content. And the comments and opinions expressed herein are for entertainment and commentary purposes only and may not reflect the actual opinions of Geeks Radio or the individual hosts. So don't get mad. It's just a show. It's time for Trek Off. Enterprise Double D. Welcome to Trek Off. My name is Justin. <laughs> my name is Alexia. I don't know what you're saying it like that. Hey. <laughs> oh boy, guys. Um, this is a time capsule, and I'll tell you why. Um, because I know that there are people that so I can see the shows that get downloaded, and the shows surrounding uh, Star Trek Into Darkness um, still get downloaded. The shows right before and the shows right after. So I know that right now, um, some of you are listening in the week before Star Trek Beyond. Um, and some of you are listening way in the future uh, who are like trying to get our before and after thoughts on Star Trek Beyond. We welcome you too. Um, we make the joke. Welcome right from the future. You're from the future. <laughs> the future for us, um, which is the joke we made uh, right before we saw Star Trek Into Darkness. And here we are making the same joke because we are not original. No. Um, um, so uh, for those of you just tuning in, uh, for those of you who have joined us because you've seen the movie and you see, want to see the podcast is like, welcome to everybody. This is going to be a fun trek off. Um, uh, how are you, Alexia? I'm sorry. I just talked right away. Here, go. Hi. There's two of us. Hi. Hi. <laughs> uh, um, we're getting new Star Trek this week, man. The next time we meet, we will have gotten new Star Trek. I know. I am. I am beyond thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, ha, ha. But before we get started, guess what I got? I don't know. I got a game for us to play. Okay. We're going to play a game. You got really quiet suddenly. You just like to spring shit on me like that, don't you? It's not that hard of a game. Don't worry. Here, the oh, game I feel I like I'm going to fail horribly at it. Now I want to play backgammon. <laughs> Hi, Mr. A. Yes, he can hear you. She's not aware of the thing that you talked about on the last podcast that George Takei weighed in on. Alexia doesn't know. So don't about, bring it up. She doesn't want oh. to be spoiled. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. So let's, let's, let's call that out right now. Um, this is going to be a spoiler-free podcast. Um, so for those of you who are like, I don't know if I want to listen. It's, they're going to talk about Star Trek Beyond. I'm going to text you. Yeah. Um, I know what you're talking about. I know he precisely knows what, what you're talking, talking about. I know exactly what you're talking no about. No spoiling. Um, okay. So, uh, so right. for those of you listening, a, uh, a spoiler-free. Okay, I was really in the press. Everybody yes. knows about it except Alexia and I. And she except would like to me. Keep it that way. <laughs> Apparently, okay. everyone knows. Spoiler free to all of you listening. <laughs> um, guaranteed. Uh, not well, mostly guaranteed. I'm sure that we'll we'll so at one point we'll go. There are There's credits. There's no at the chance of the movie. it's guaranteed because you cannot stop yeah. yourself. Well, I've actually kept myself as spoiler free as I can. Um, <laughs> like I've I've sure. I've read I've read a couple of reviews and then when I start to see something, I'm like, nope, nope, bye, okay. So. Um, Okay. So and I read I read the reviews for you guys and we'll talk about those and we'll talk about stuff but this is totally unrelated. Um, we're gonna play a little bit of uh, I got a gift for my birthday that I've yet to open up and share with you. Um, we're gonna play a little Star Trek Mad Libs. 
if we can. <laughs> so uh, let's just start off. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what this is about. I want you to be as kind of fun and esoteric as you can. Here we go. Give me a place. Any place. A place. Any place. Uh, Castle Grayskull. <laughs> All right. And give me a noun. A noun. Um... There we go. Fluffy Any noun. cloud? <laughs> What'd you say? Fluffy cloud? Fluffy cloud. Give me a silly word. Silly word. Discombobulated. Discombobulated. Give me a number. <laughs> Nine. Nine. Give me a verb. Any verb. Go. First thing comes to mind. What are verbs again? Uh, verbs, action words. <laughs> <laughs> verbs are doing? Action words. Yes. yes. Uh, yeah. It's two, it's two, uh, yes. What are verbs? <laughs> Then verb. It's not a uh, verb. Yeah. <laughs> to, 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 to run or to be or to, you know, or to swim I'm, or whatever. I'm go. fucking with you. All right, go. Verb. Um, uh, mm, uh, um, spooging? Spooge. I'm going to say that, spooge. Is that yeah, spooge. Spooge. Spooging. Spooging. If you had ing, it becomes a noun. If you had ing, it becomes oh, a noun. Oh, okay. So okay. spooge. All right. Spooge. spooge. Okay. All right. All right. I didn't know plural. if that was like legit. Yeah, that's, you, if that's a real thing. If that, plural that noun. Sense. Plural noun. Multiple <laughs> something. Be the present tense. Plural noun. Plural, plural noun. Um, my little ponies. My little pony. Uh, and uh, my little ponies. Um, and another noun, please. Give me a noun. Another noun, um, penis. Penis. All right. Sure. Just a few more plural noun. Give me some plural nouns. Plural noun. <laughs> Testicles. Yes. Testicles. I know where your mind is tonight. It's like you're me. Um, and I feel like and, somebody has to do it because you have it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> animal. 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 Um, gorilla. Gorilla. And uh, and give me an adjective. Describing word. <laughs> What's an adjective again? A funny. <laughs> um, 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 um. Um is not one. Fuck. And I'm trying to think of like a good one. Fuck. Uh, fucking? Fucking. No, that's not an adjective. Fucking is an adjective. I mean, it adverb. is, but it is, you know what I'm saying. Um, Every word in the English Squishy. Thing. All right, here we go. The most famous intro ever. Castle Gate Grayskull. The final fluffy cloud. These are the voyages of the starship Discombobulated. It's nine-year mission to spooge strange new My Little Ponies, to seek out new penises and new testicles, to boldly go where no gorilla has gone before. Cue squishy music. That's fun. Star Trek Mad Libs. Hey, uh, just so we're not uh, just doing like like, you know, copyright infringement go out and check out star trek mad libs uh it's from mad libs you can download the awesome mad libs app uh and find it on the app store mad libs it's star trek mad libs it's the most madly of us whatever fuck wow all right so um <laughs> we curse on our show um you, you think guess ahead of time um so much to talk about uh, uh but before we do um why talk about star trek beyond when we can talk about the fourth uh star trek movie um, there's a little bit of news there and I just wanted to touch a little bit on the news uh, for the next Star Trek movie. And the news is this. J.J. Abrams has mentioned an actor that he wants to come back for the fourth film. Now, J.J. Abrams is, of course, not directing uh, the current film, but he's producing and he's sort of still in charge of the whole series. And he's come out and said what actor he intends to be in Star Trek for. Have you heard this? You know what um, actor this is going to be? I do not know what actor this is going to be. Is this the thing you were talking about, babe? No, it's not. It's not at all. Okay. 
No, no, no. I don't know. No. Here I we go. Know. Ready? I don't know Chris, any of the things. Chris Hemsworth as George Kirk. How are they going to do that? Like in what? That is Flash really. Boxes? That's really interesting. I'm um, all for it. Obviously. Time travel is what I'm hearing. Could uh, it be? I mean, Could I mean they got to do it at some point, right? It's a Star Trek mainstay. Well, here's the thing. Here's and I don't think thing. I don't think the the setup in the first one really counts in the same way because you you've got to divert. No, it's totally a time travel. No, I I disagree. I think it's totally. I mean, t- it and- is, but it's but you're not like the difference is, I guess. Okay, and that, here's something that'll bake your noodle though, right? Like so, right. because we had time travel in the first one, and that's how we established the Kelvin timeline. Yes. Um, if there is time travel on the Kelvin timeline, including going back in time, then to to, to, to before it. Then what? Could it be? Like, that can they, they know are they going to f- change it and then we're back at prime? Like- I wonder that. I wonder if we're getting to the point where the contracts are like everybody's a bigger star than they were before. Zoe Zaldana it's not going to be easy to get past. Simon Pegg is getting pretty big, like bigger than he was. Chris Prime, nobody knew who that dude was. And now he's a star. That is not uh, true. I am. You cannot attribute Chris Pine only being somebody because no one knew who the fuck he was before Star Trek. My uh, my point my point being in terms of the amount he could ask for to make sure a movie. he can probably yeah he could probably get much more money. Like actually, we were just talking about this earlier today because I saw a movie um with uh Chris Evans in it that sure. like obviously he's you know Captain America right and that's like big money. But like the movie we watched was like playing it cool. It was this romantic comedy. It's actually really funny. It was a lot of fun to watch. I really enjoyed it, and it's not just your sort of typical romantic comedy. But anyway, he's playing like a like a love hating writer and it's like no one would cast like no one's casting Captain America as as a love hating writer like he's doing that because he's like man I love Captain America's paying the bills I love my Marvel but like I also would like well to he's also said actor. he went yeah yeah well he <laughs> said he wants to like quit acting because of the Captain America movies so like wow he, well, and, really? and it's not it's not that is it just because being... it's the same same. Is that why or? Well, because it's, it's doing an action movie and doing it like like every like he spends nine months out of every year doing an action movie. There's a lot of running and standing around in hot Captain America costume all the time. You know, like it's it's you know, I can understand him going, you know, I, I remember when I was shooting commercials um, and I was, you know, and I was doing industrials and commercials and training videos. And I was thinking to myself, this is not why I read an actor prepares. You know, I mean, I, I understand there'd be a point of part of him that wants to do other things. But again, you know, a flat bed of money can change people's minds really fast. I know, so, right? Like, that's what I'm saying. So it, was, it felt clear to me because it's like this movie came out like this past year. Like, it's not some old movie. Like, he clearly like he was like, I need I need not Captain America. I need to be an actor sure. right now and like have something different. <laughs> that's, well, my, that's my like complete departure. My point is, is that but it is pays that, the bills. Is that is that I, I would bet that Paramount is looking one at the diminishing returns of the Star Trek movies just in terms of like and how money, much money. more they're paying for the actors yeah. each time. So, so the movies become more expensive and they, sure. and they bring less money in. And yep. Paramount has now decided Star Trek is is belongs back on the small screen. And mm-hmm. and you so know, maybe, maybe they're, they're just gonna... ready to pass it off. Like so, so having movies going on, like we're going to kind of pass that ball to the TV sphere. And but instead of passing it off, what if JJ going, hey, you know what? This is probably going to be the last of this iteration of Star Trek. What if he wants to wrap it up and go, okay, this is a pocket universe. This thing happened and it started, had a middle, and here's the end. We go back and we fix it. And, and it, then we're it, back in prime time. Line. It happened, but it never happened. Right. And it's and it's like it is its own pocket thing. They so it's basically been right its whole like it's it's like those episodes, right? Where everything's fucked up and yeah. then they go back in time and fix it. 
Only it's it's taken us four movies to do it. If <laughs> like, that were it's the, an arc over four movies to do that same thing. If the, there's a part of me that would be sort of pissed that we've gotten invested this much in all this, and then at the end we go, none of it ever happened. But there is a part of me that would I, then I disagree. Be, like just because it, 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 I think you're right. Like I think it's, I think because we've invested so much in it and they fleshed it out so much, I think it's an interesting idea to then say that it was something that happened but got fixed. Well, and that's um, that's what I'm saying is to to go. You know, this iteration of Kirk and Spock never met. You know, these things that we're watching happen, they never happened. But what that would create is that would turn this thing into a like single work of art. Like a single, like, like this thing exists completely on its own, separate from everything else. And it is this, this, this side Star Trek thing that like Deep Space Nine, which sort of exists off to the side because everybody goes, you know, you know, it's, it's, it, you know, if you really look at it, it's, it's kind of like original series, next gen and enterprise. And then DS9 and Voyager are these sort of side adventures. To yeah. The, you know what I mean? Like, it's, I think that's true because they weren't on ships called enterprise. Yeah. And so, and so yep. like. This becomes like that. This this singular work of art, work of art that is different, and all the criticisms you can lobby at it for being all JJ ish are okay now. You can kind of go, well, that's fine. Whatever it was, it was because it was its own thing, and they had the integrity at the end to go. And now that thing is over. I think that's insane. If they did that, it, I would it, actually. I think that's that would be really a neat thing to do. I would I would be on board for it. And it would make me go back and make me, it would retroactively make me more okay with them being big giant action spectacles with the Beastie Boys. I'd be like, totally It would okay. me too. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think it would make all of that more okay because it would just be at that point, like, shit kind of got off. <laughs> like, not the, even the off track. The spun off of that shit, right? Like, yeah. it's like, it's like in Back to the Future when he like fucking in the, was it the second one when he, when they come back and like his mom's like living in the casino. Married with Donald fucking, Trump. <laughs> Yeah, married to Donald Trump. Um, like, and you're like, what the fuck? Like, because you can then look at all four movies as what the fuck, but then it goes back, and then you're, and then everything's put right, and it's fine. <laughs> it would, it would, if they did that, it would make, instead of just like saying that this now continue, you know, if it just kind of fizzled out. But if they like put an end to this universe, it would make me more likely to watch these four movies like, like on Again. a day, like in a chunk. Yeah, in a go, like as a, to, as a thing. Yeah, right? I it would I make them so. all a thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, I love. That idea, I, I love. That, I think that's that idea. A really neat idea. Um. So. Um. So you know, if they're th- listening, do that shit. Do that. <laughs> do that. I'm excited. And by the way, having seen the new Ghostbusters, uh, Chris Hemsworth, I will watch him in anything. Oh, I love him. I I would already watch him in anything. He's so funny in that movie. But we'll talk. We'll talk about the I, movie. I after believe you've seen it. it. He's just he's just adorable. I just love him. Just so, all over the place. Just got lots of love for him. So time for the main event. The appetizers have left the table. <laughs> they're bringing out the main course and star it's a trek. bag of dicks Sorry. star trek beyond <laughs> star trek bag of dicks <laughs> a buffet of dicks a buffet of dicks thank you archer um yes, so um buffet of dicks. I love where that. i wanted to start off is i wanted to start us off um with kind of uh going back uh and just like five minutes going on uh the previous films um and our thoughts and where we were beforehand and where we were after because we were together for uh for into darkness and uh and we had a lot to say about star trek 09 um so i'm just gonna jump in uh with star trek uh the 2009 uh reboot 
the plot of which is for, you know, and I'm just going to take 30 seconds to do this plot of which is uh, there has been a giant explosion in the timeline. We've always known an ambassador Spock has taken a time ship or taken a ship to go and try and fix it. But his attempts fail. Romulus is destroyed and he and a Romulan are sent back in time, uh, like a long time, like 150 years, whatever um, through like a, a, a vortex thingy. And when he shows up, he runs into James Kirk's father, George Kirk played by Thor and he blows up Thor's ship which irrevocably fucks up the timeline that we know because George, like Kirk grew up with his dad and 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 all of a sudden his dad is dead and he grows up and he's kind of this like like rebel without a cause except he's still like super genius Kirk and so Captain Pike like enlists him to come be part of Starfleet and he's like fuck you I don't want to do that and then he like sobers up in the morning he sees the ship being built that happens to be built like right next to him which is weird and he goes hey <laughs> hey this ship it's is okay being, we just forget about that though. the ship's the ship's being built down the road I guess I'll be its captain um. <laughs> So, a uh, way to commit there, Kirk, by the way. I guess I'll be its cat. It's right here. I mean, it says it's here. Like, if I had to go one county over. So, he that trades too in. Much, but I he mean, trades in like his. Right here. Like, right by the in my way, backyard. we already know this guy. We've been complaining all this time that there's a motorcycle. We already know he rides a motorcycle. He rides a motorcycle in Star Trek 09. Um, we also know that he drives old cars and listens to the Beastie Boys, but that's a totally different story. Um, so he <laughs> so he goes and he goes through Starfleet and he meets the Star Trekky people and he goes on to uh, onto the ship and he fights with Nero and he's going to die. And, and Nero blows up Vulcan and kills Spock's mom and Spock gets pissed and throws Kirk on a planet and Kirk meets a. Uh, uh, Leonard Nimoy Spock, um, who sits him down for an IMAX movie about the future and narrates it. (laughs) It says, it says, here's what happened. Here's what happened. Hey, do you have surround sound in your house? Because my voice is behind you now. Ha ha ha. Um, It's true. Watch it and surround because it's really just you hear him all around whispering. You for do, no you do. You're not wrong. It's really funny though. I never like, thought about it like that. Do you? This this is five point one, five point one, five point one. Um. So. <laughs> So, 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 so Kirk decides he's going to, he's going to fight Nemo, fighting Nemo, no fighting Nero. Um, So he's he's going to fight Nero um, and he uses Spock's old ship that has um, a a red thing called a MacGuffin uh, (laughs) into the ship um, that is enough to kind of destroy everything. But because it's a big ship, it just kind of just destroys the ship and everything's fine. And, uh, and the two Spocks are, Hey, Lake, can we buds? Yeah, we're going to be buds and kirk uh kirk goes hey i guess i'm the captain of the ship now um inexplicably over the course of three days i become captain and so he's captain. yeah he does you wonder why because he's fucking kirk bitch. he's fucking kirk like like he was actually going to get demoted and put in jail for the shit that he did but then he showed everybody his kirk dick and they were like That's whoa right and they were like oh shit we like, take it up. easy no, captain, captain cock you got that it is clearly you, a captain's cock clearly. you got the job you got the job <laughs> I think that's about Star Trek 09. Okay, yeah, that seems pretty I think accurate. that's about what happens. <laughs> um, you and I have, uh, <laughs> to talk about our, our discussion, um, we've had multiple discussions about whether or not that destroyed uh, the original timeline. Uh, we are in disagreement about that. Um, and there have been lots of discussions about how there's tons of lens flares and it was all action um, and not enough substance. Um, looking back now, hard to believe, seven years later, how do you feel about Star Trek 09? I, you know, 
I I don't know. I still like it, I think. I do too. You know, like I think that there's um there's there was so much um nostalgically happening uh when that one came around that like unlike I I think that even when I watch it again, I can't be the same level of critical that I somehow can be for Into Darkness. Um, I'm not sure why that is. And the only thing I can think of, cause like, I don't know that it's far. It's, it's a better film. It's a significantly better film. I, is will, it? I, I mean, I yeah. don't know that I can say that objectively, like I'm not sure because I know that I had so many feelings. I feelinged all over the place when I saw that one that I don't know. Um, if, if it's me being objective, if saying objectively, it's not just feels though. Saying, like, like in the um, theater, you had more feels during End of Darkness when you were first watching it. But those are more like manipulative feels. Like I, I would say this. I would say that that Star Trek 09 doesn't give it get its uh its credit for also being a deeply like introspective and emotional film. Like it, it really is. What Spock goes through, uh Yeah, uh, I think what you know Kirk what? goes through, the 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 fact that they're one lost his father, one lost his mother, you know, the fact that like they are both sort of outcasts in their planet, own way, you know, and it's, it's, it's sort of the beginning of their yeah relationship, if you will. Um, uh, yeah, I guess, but like at the same time, like there's a whole bunch of like little things in 09 that are just like clear little, I don't know, little tip, like little like popcorn crumbs or whatever for like, for like super nerds like myself. Um, like just like the triple and the sure, know, yeah, the little things like that that like I don't know if I feel like you could knock the movie for if you didn't like them, like if you didn't like that stuff. Yeah, no, I know. Like I it's it's manipulative I, in the same way that you're being pandering. Emo- it's pandering. Like it's the same way that you're sort of pandering in a lot of inner darkness. But like I guess the difference in inner darkness is more emotional. Like it's like an emotional pandering. It's an emotional manipulation. Oh, we'll get there. Um, we'll get there. Maybe in 09, it's it's more of a it's it's like on the sides, right? Like it's not really in your face when it's doing it in the uh, in 09. I think it's well. It's I think like, and I think the 09 has. I think what 09 has going for it is the emotional journey of the of the leads. Like I think that and and we'll talk about it for Into Darkness. In Into Darkness, shit is happening to them. I I um, think that too because but I also think like at its like if you look at the story at its core. Um, I think that, um, the first, the 09 feels a little bit more like a, a Star Trek plot. Sure. Yeah. Right. In that you've got like time, time travel, travel and Romulans and, and, and yeah, and, you've yeah. got people that you expect and you, and, and, and you have something that just like throws the world for a loop that you, as you know it. And then the, the well, emotional it's, fallout for that. Well, and, and there's also something. It's there's something interesting. I took uh, um, as as part of my first degree. Uh, one of the things I had to take was economics, and one of the things they talked about was the concept of utility. And utility is what you get out of what you're getting. Um, so uh, the the best way to describe utility is is uh, do you enjoy a Big Mac sandwich, Alexia? Uh, I I don't. You don't. What's something you enjoy? What's something you enjoy eating? What's a food you like? Pizza. Like pizza. You are. You really like pizza. New York pizza, right? No, I don't like New York pizza. All right. What kind of pizza do you like? You're giving me a hard time here. <laughs> Fuck. This, is, this is an I'm allegory. A very picky eater. You, ask, you know what? What's I like a double thing? cheeseburger at McDonald's. I like that. Okay. 
All right, all right, all right. Stuff off of it. All right, let's say you're really <laughs> craving a double cheeseburger, right? You're okay. like, fuck, you know, I don't usually get this, but I'm going to go f- fucking get a double cheeseburger because I like double cheeseburgers. You're really craving it. That first bite you take of a double cheeseburger is spectacular. If you're craving it and you take that first bite of a double cheeseburger, it's spectacular. The second bite of the it's double cheeseburger is never as good as the first bite. That's just how it goes. Um, I don't know that that's true for me, man. You, know, you can enjoy the entire experience, but the first bite, the first, your first experience of a thing um, is, is the experiencing it for the first time is something you can't get back. Um, and I think the problem that Into Darkness has that 09 didn't, 09 every minute was showing you something great. Like, like the minute you met Bones. Yeah, it was, it was the that's what I'm Bones, saying. That's like, what I mean like, by like, I don't sounds know. sounds like Bones. Holy yeah, shit, like, like I said, I, I don't know if it's a question of my nostalgia like if if I'm looking at both films as just films, right? As just you know equal in all ways on that on that level. Like I don't I don't know objectively that they're super different. I don't know that they could be, but I don't know it. Oh, they are. What you're saying because look at I Kirk's journey. That- Kirk Kirk goes from 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 being a loser on a motorcycle to the captain of the Enterprise. Like look at Spock's journey. Spock goes from from being. You know, being on Vulcan and being insulted to being the first officer of the Enterprise. I, everybody has a journey, and I would say that like people don't really, th- that doesn't really happen. People have maybe a little more of an introspective journey into darkness, but there isn't there aren't those like sort of grand operatic arcs. And you're also not freaking out because holy shit, there's Chekhov. Holy shit, there's you that's know, what I'm saying. Like I think to some extent, like O nine still holds up in my heart in a way that like I like I said, like I wouldn't dis- dissect uh, it as harshly as I, as I'm willing to do in a darkness because it was our, it, it was just, it was back. And I kind of just didn't care as long as it was back. <laughs> it was yeah, almost no. like, but I this, would also, is this, is this even remotely Star Trek? Like, fine, I'll take it, <laughs> you know? Whereas well, once you kind of have the thing, and I think that, you know, I understand the concept you're trying to talk, talk about with the, with the food. I don't know that I experience it like that, but regardless, I know what you mean. Like in this, in the sense of the movies, it's like, okay, but now I've had it right now. Now we've got Star Trek back and now I'm, I can hunker down and go, okay, well, but like, can you be really good Star Trek? What are you doing? Yeah. Now? The onus is on it to right? be good yeah like that's, now that's... i'm i'm much more like willing to be like okay well so you had a movie all right like you can't you had your coming out and that party was great all right you did well you got our attention now you have to keep my attention well let's talk about that star trek into darkness uh comes out uh i think it was like three like wait, i guess it was 2000 was it 13 13 14 to 15, is it 12 yeah, or 13? 12 I forget when it was. One of those. I, don't fucking I think know. it was maybe 12. Um, anyway, Star Trek Into Darkness comes out um, and we are quite excited to see uh, Benedict Cumberbatch as uh, <laughs> absolutely are. not Khan, um, but as, as John Stop Harrison. It. Because no, awesome. because they say, because J.J. Abrams comes right out and goes, he's not Khan. They're not, we wouldn't do that. How ridiculous would it be to make Star Trek 2 a remake of Star Trek 2? That's just silly. Um, so, Star Trek Into Darkness, uh, Captain John Harrison is just blowing shit up because he's mad about some shit. Um, uh, he's mad because because he's uh, he's actually, hey, guess what? He's con. Oh, no, he's con. Um, and uh, and 
<laughs> section section thirty one from Deep Space Nine, which does make me spooge, um, has basically yeah, built a giant. You spooge a, a lot for that. A giant black Cadillac Enterprise, um, with just a larger <laughs> version of the Enterprise that's all painted black. Um, which, by the way, if you're gonna have like a warship, why did nobody ever think of that? Um, so because <laughs> it's hard to why, motherfucker. Because it's hard to light. You have a warship. You want to intimidate. You don't want to be invisible. You want to be like, look at all my fucking guns. Back the fuck up. Yeah. So, so, so it turns out that Robocop, uh, who is the head of Section 31, has built a giant ship, and that giant ship has kidnapped all of Khan's, uh, all of Khan's friends. Um, so, uh, Kirk has to go after Khan after Khan kills Captain Pike in what is a very emotional scene, uh, where Pike is dying and Spock, completely without any permission, decides to share this entirely emotional moment, uh, with Captain Pike, um, having no permission totally, to do so. Um- Spoilers for two, though, for the record, and one. We didn't. I, yeah, but, yeah. Spoilers, by the way. Yes, spoilers for this five-year-old. Because you started movie. this whole fucking podcast saying there'd be no spoilers of any kind. I just want to refresh your memory All right, for the new movie. Um, but you weren't specific, motherfucker. <laughs> like, well, so. now I have been. Now you um, have been, but it's a bit late for that. Sorry. So, uh, so, uh, so Pike dies, and Kirk's pissed. So Kirk decides to go to Kronos because we have we got to get some Klingons in there, and we find out that like we're on the verge of war with the Klingons. It's really, really important to note we're on the verge of war with the Klingons, um, because I've seen lots of Klingons in the Beyond trailers. Um, but th- this is this is this is imminent. Imminent the war with the Robocop said so when Robocop. But I think, Robo- I think the point was that Robocop was delusional, dude. But at that, that point, yeah, point. at that point he's Buckaroo Bonsai. So let's be clear. Um, <laughs> well, which one is he? Robocop or Buckaroo Bonsai? He's dude? both. He's Peter fucking ass. Weller, man. He was he was in fucking Enterprise as a guy, man. He's like, hey, let's just, let's just get that guy back. Um, so, Shut up! I love Peter Weller. So 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 Robocop uh, also happens to be the daughter of. Of of Car- of Carol Marcus, uh, who is uh, Kirk's uh, son's uh, mother, um, and she uh, takes off all her clothes and then disarms and a bomb. Inexplicably, for no um, reason. Th- yeah, I'm but sorry. We're calling it disarming a bomb. She screams and pulls out some wires. Yeah, let's be careful. Let's be careful. I don't she think did. we can call that disarming a bomb because to me, in my brain, disarming a bomb looks something like examining the. Oh, let's take parts it. Even, let's take it even a step further. Intention and, and like then like doing a process. By can I just stop for a minute? By the way, the can I, she she disarms a bomb with the help of Doctor McCoy? Now that makes sense. Now I'm 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 no HR professional. Um, my either, wife is. You know what? My wife is. I've spoken to my wife, who is an HR professional, and, and she I said, "Hey, confirmed that that wouldn't make hey, any sense." If you uh, if if you were, you know, putting all the people onto a starship, um, you'd probably have some like I don't know, engineers, like electrical <laughs> engineers, who might I don't know, go out there and know how to disarm a bomb, or at least how circuits work. Right. Um, like, here's the thing. I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but. Given who we know, who is the most likely candidate to go out and disarm a bomb? A. Carol Marcus. B. No. Bones. But or no. C. I don't know. Scotty. Scotty. Or Chekhov. Or I don't know. Scotty's no. like second in command. Or I don't Not know. Chekhov. Like Scotty. Like that's or, or that's, that's the thing that's so bizarre about it. Is like or, or, the only or person about, it makes how sense about, for. How about is an someone ensign? in engineering? How about Anyone an ensign who works for Scotty who right? must have a degree? In engineering, like and, and, and by the way, Bones, I love you, Bones, but at no point did you go. Hold on, I'm a doctor 
Not an not engineer. Not a fucking bomb defeater. That's the only thing you're supposed to say, Bones. It's the only thing you're required to say is that you are a doctor, not a different thing. Not a different That thing. was your time. That, that was, was it. your that spot. Was the moment. That That's what you should have said. Anyway, she disarms the bomb in her underwear. And uh, and and disarming the bomb, she finds out it's people, and so they uh, <laughs> they they have to go My back God, and and, and 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 Con Con <laughs> says Con says, "Hey, I saw Star Trek 09. You know that cool thing you did when you did space diving? Let's do it together." And then Con does it better, and it's like a video game. And then he takes over the ship, and uh, and and he starts firing at the Enterprise, and then all of a sudden Spock is really really mad because Con fired at the Enterprise, and Kirk dies. And, and Spock decides he's going to throw a tantrum, yell Khan badly into the sky, and then go and beat the shit out of Khan. Now, let's be clear about this moment. When Spock's mother died and Kirk was like, fuck you, you fucked your mother, you fu- motherfucker. I'll fuck you in the ass right now. And then Spock like beats the shit out of Kirk for 20 seconds and then gets a hold of himself under those circumstances. Like, I'm emotionally compromised. I better not do this shit. But... <laughs> Listen, in this case, what you in, have to understand is that he actually wasn't fucking his mother, but he is fucking Kirk. So and so, yeah, what happens is that is that's that, what, why he can't fucking stop himself, because that matters more than his mom. I mean, let's just tell it like it is. That matters more to him than his mom or the whole planet. I mean, he would have yeah. to blow up Vulcan just to save Kirk. Just that's to save Kirk. To right. Right. And so and so, um, so that's why that's different. Anyway, look, Khan betrays Kirk. Spock betrays his own character and they, they he beat he beats the shit out of him and then they realize like that's that, why it's that's why it kind of it's just like you can't do star trek 2 with a reversal like cause, yeah because 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 kirk will go, lose his shit and go off on a motherfucker because you killed his his spock he'd absolutely do that but spock really wouldn't do the same well yeah and it so wouldn't it wouldn't land like that like he would be emotional about some shit but he would keep it hidden like he wouldn't but hey it. Thank, thank goodness for reasons that we that that were never explained. Uh, we we managed to extract some uh, some blood from uh, magic blood from. A, what are you doing so, with that? No, show? no, no, not magic blood. Super blood. Now I know that I've been kind of a sarcastic asshole through this entire description, but actually, that's Bones what they call it. Calls it yeah, super, super blood. blood. Yeah, super <laughs> blood. Now it's let's like be clear. Star Trek. Star Trek is the king. Of techno babble, it's one of the things that is kind of charming about Star Trek. It Super is. Blood. It's the techno babble with the techno babble because the techno babble means techno babble. But no, like, hey, Super Blood Bones, what are you doing with blood, that yeah. Tribble? Bones, what are you doing with that Tribble? And luckily, what Bones was doing with that Tribble is creating Super Blood. Super Kirk, blood. Kirk comes back to life. They put they make they make a consicle. And then all of a sudden they repair the Enterprise and Kirk, uh, we discover that it's Kirk's speech that is space, the final frontier. And then we zoom through the planets uh, and they're off on a five year mission in deep space. And that's how Star Trek Into Darkness uh, finishes. Now, here's the thing. There's a lot more to mock in that movie. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The, the, <laughs> everything from naked from naked Carol Marcus to Bones being out there to the super blood to to Bones. What are you doing with that Tribble to, you know, um, uh, I mean, Cumberbatch is great. We've talked about this a million times, um, but it is it is an inferior there, movie. There to are honor. a lot more problems in it. I, I I I do feel like objectively that's true, but like I I know that I'm emotionally compromised, so I can't I can't say it with definitiveness. I can't say I know that it's not as good a movie. 
but I believe that I'm being objective in in it being not as good a film. As it's I'm fun. Sure. I'm not going to say it's not fun. I'm not going to say that there aren't good performances. I'm not going to say that the action isn't good. I'm not. I'm not even going to say it's not fun to I watch. Honestly, though, one of the things I do not get for is the action, and it's not, and it's and it's because of you know what <laughs> what someone says in our film. Um, just because it's it's too it's too much and it's too sustained. Like, and the and the reality is that like any kind of um like high emotion right like you can only kind of do for so long and then you're just you're just pooped you know you're just like dude i am done and I think, like that- you know, I think I think you've hit on something there because I can watch an action like if star trek beyond has twice as much action as into darkness but the action is fun i'm okay but you're right the action at the end of this film it's all intense yeah, it's really, really intense. It's like, it's like, like and it's, it's just it, that level of intensity is like, man, I just need to fuck. I can't. I can't like, I, can't like I, I don't mind a big, a big action scene with motorcycle, whatever they, they want to do. But like, this is like the, and, and even like we like, all right. Uh, all right. Can we talk about things we've seen in the trailer for beyond? No, can we, we can't even talk about the trailer. You. I don't trust you. Just the, the trailer. Like, with stuff. No, can we talk about stuff? We, oh, wait, wait, listen, I'm going to ask you, can we talk about stuff we've already discussed on the podcast? Oh, if we, as in you and I together, yes. Yes. not you by yourself. Yeah, no, just you and That's me. That's an important distinction. Yes. So here, here, it is obvious from the trailers that the Enterprise and beyond sustains some heavy damage. Oh, sure. Yeah. That clearly that happens. It seems I don't pretty know clear how, that the ship is going down and we yeah, don't know it's, why. Yeah, that's, that's, so, 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 yeah, that, that's it. That's in the trailers. I don't know if that's true. I don't know what happens. I don't next. know, but I, you know what? I agree with you though. Like the, the, the classification of the action, uh, uh v- verse, like fun versus, uh, intense because, so yeah, let's go. Let's I feel go like the a really good 09. example of that. Like I would say for like that, I can think of like right off the top of my head is like, say 007, right? Sure. Like yeah. Your traditional bond movie. It's got a lot of action and it's like ridiculous over the top action. Like it's fucking like downright silly at times. But like it's a set that precedence, right? That that's something to be expected. And B, it's fun. Like it's not well, you can, like the, sometimes you at, I'm not saying there isn't intense action that's like intensely and, and emotionally motivated, but like most of the Bond action is not. Well, if you look Most at 09, if you look at the, cli- the climax of Star Trek 09, you had the intense action, which was the, the drill fight, where yep. it was intense and Spock's going through and Spock goes through the tragedy. And then you have a break. You have a lull. They have time to sit and think. And then the mm-hmm. big, I, there's tons of action at the end, but the action at the end, they've had time and it's really, it's a, it's a shoot 'em up. It's a shoot 'em up and they're shooting around and then he's in the, you know, there are jokes in the middle of Spock sitting in the chair and the chair is churning and he's like, fascinating. And they're doing that. Yeah. They're like, like, like that's, there's a sense of fun. If you look at the end of Star Trek Into Darkness, and I think I think you I think you're right on this. It starts it's kind of lighthearted and fun, and they go over to the other ship. But then Khan takes over, murders Carol Marcus's dad, sends Kirk over, says, "I'm going to destroy I'm going to destroy you now." And 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 Kirk's like, "I'm sorry." And they all think they're going to die. And then the ship is like coming apart at the seams while like. All this bad shit's happening. Then Kirk's got to Kirk's got to save the ship. It's got to like he's dying and he's got to kick the thing and then he's dying. Yeah, but like the thing is, like there's there's the whole saving of the ship in the original Star Trek, you know, too. But I think that the difference is, like, it's not it's not this long. You know what the difference is? The difference is you didn't kill Spock in Star. Spoilers for Star Trek Two. You didn't kill Spock. You um and then have the final battle with Khan. Yeah. 
Exactly. You know, like you killed Spock and then you put him out in space and it was really sad and poignant. And that was the end. Yeah. And, you know? and, and this like, was just, and this was just like, by the this end, was like, we this killed like him and it's really Spock, sad and it's horrible. And now, now the, we're going to spend like 30, the action is happening minutes be, because Spock is enraged because Spock yeah. is filled with rage. And by the end, it is exhausting. And they only give you like 10 seconds at the end of the movie to take a breath afterward. Like there isn't emotional resolution. So I think it's an inferior film and I think it's safe to say. Um, But let's not spend too much time on that. Uh, Star Trek Beyond's coming. And uh, we're recording this on the Sunday before it comes out. Uh, You guys are probably hearing this on the Monday. Um, This is happening, man. Brand new Star Trek. Now, it's worth noting that since the end of Star Trek Enterprise, um, we have only had four hours of Star Trek. So we're going to be increasing the amount of Star Trek we have by 50%. Um, it's significant. Yeah. I mean, it is. I, I, I hope it's a good 50%. Yeah. Um, well, right now, it's tracking on Rotten Tomatoes at 89%. Um, uh, there are, I'm not going to say any specifics from reviews I've read, except to say this one quote, which made me think of you, which was, uh, that the the ad campaign has completely failed this film, which is a good thing. Okay, that 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 makes me hopeful. Um, Cautiously that, so, but still, um, because I've, I mean, the ad campaign for it is not that movie is not a movie I want, I really care to see. Well, I'm sorry, that movie being called Star Trek is not a movie I care to see. You know, I am okay. Right? Like, cause it's not even like necessarily like, cause like, I don't want people to go away with the impression that like, I'm just like an All right, so the, hater. On, on my like, little show notes that I, that I wrote up here, I wrote, uh, this, this section that we're supposed to talk about now is what we fear. What do you fear? What is the worst case scenario for you? I, I fear that it's going to, that it's going to be what, what like marketing wise they've been pimping, what they've been showing us, which is that it's this, you know, fly by the seat of your pants fast and furious in space and it's like i don't that's not star trek to me like i don't even have anything against fast and the furious i like most of those movies i i didn't tokyo drift is awful i'm sorry i don't i'm sorry the guy did it so i'm worried um so i'm worried <laughs> because like even like his first entry into the the fast and the furious was you said tokyo drift and like that fucking movie sucked i'm sorry it was crap it was really really i feel objectively horrible so i don't want that in space at all and that's my fear for sure um so i i hope that's not the movie we're actually gonna get like because i know i know that like intellectually i know that simon Pegg wrote it but i also know that like oh the lot can change man from the page to the screen like sure. even in yeah. terms of once they filmed it because so much of the action can be done like in post and is is special effects and shit so it's not even happening when they're like you know quote unquote filming so yeah that it looks like you know crazy action ridiculosity and it's like i enjoy that film i but that's not star trek i don't want to see that as, as in star trek ever i i have i have similar fears um uh and we will in a minute bring it for the for the things that we that we hope for but i have um I have fears that it's going to be empty. It's going to be an empty experience. Um, I don't mind if this movie is 75% action. I really don't. As long as the characters I'm watching are, um, are characters that I recognize. Like, I don't mind putting Kirk and Spock and McCoy onto the greatest roller coaster ride of their lives where they're, where everything's action all the time and they have to get out of scrape after scrape after scrape after scrape. As long as, 
I'm getting recognizable. Kirk, Spock, and McCoy. I'm totally okay with a high amount of action. But what I need, the re- what I'm going to this for, I understand I'm not getting something intellectual, right? Like we get, We're just going to have to say that that ship has sailed, that that's not going to happen, and that the last movie that tried even to do that was Insurrection and did it badly. Um, and even Insurrection, you know, had video game ish moments, uh, uh, you know, inside of it. It had scenes that were clearly supposed to be like a video game. Um, the last movie to really try and be a little more introspective, I feel, was Star Trek Six. I guess Generation. No, Generations did. Uh, Generations really did try to be uh, introspective. It wasn't a big action spectacle. So I'd say that's the last one that really, really tried to think because it was just an extended next gen episode. Um, so knowing that the intellectual ship has sailed and that the films were supposed to be going to for the action spectacle of Star Trek while the show is where we can get the other part of Star Trek, what matters to me, because look, Star Trek two, the wrath of Khan was not terribly intellectual, was not terribly introspective. It was, it was, are you, you know, kidding? It was introspective with Kirk. It was not Star Trek three and it was not Star Trek one and it was not Star Star Trek four. It was a revenge plot. There wasn't a lot of science in the science fiction there. It was, it was, I mean, they talk about the implications of Genesis. There's, there, there's science fiction in there, but you get what I'm saying. What they're doing. But the point of the film is, I feel like it's a more personal story though. Yeah. It's a personal story. It's, it's, you know, it's Moby Dick, you know, it's, it's, it's what happens when some, when, you know, motherfucker from your past is pissed at you and tries to destroy you. And he's better than you. And how do you beat him? Like that's the that's what that movie's about. Um, so, for many many movies, you know, the, for half of the Star Trek movies, I've been ready for action spectacles. I'm fine. I need to see characters that I know and like and recognize and feel like those characters. I feel like O Nine did it okay. I feel like it it stumbled into darkness, and I feel like like I guess the other well thing yeah I, because I mean I don't think you can say that there isn't like I. I Admittedly, I feel like there's plenty. There's a whole bunch of action in in O nine. Like I think, and I I I guess to me, it's like what what are we categorizing as action? Like I think that's part of the problem, right? Like if it's like if they're on a mission, like action can happen. Like and I'm totally okay with that. But it's like I want it. I it's it's I you need to if you're gonna do a movie that has action, a lot of action in it, like, cause I feel like even fucking Bond movies, which have a shit ton of action in them, there's a, there's an ebb and a flow to it, right? It's not, you're not at like 11 the whole time, like, because that's not fucking sustainable. So it's well, like, I guess, you, I guess what I mean by it up care- to 11 at some point and then you drop it down like right after that and like, and like have a joke or, or, or a touching moment or something like, so you catch your fucking breath before you start ramping it back up again. Like well, that's I'll t- I'll... so, okay. You know so let's I mean? talk, let's talk about things that we hope for. Um, because that, because this leads into that because my response is going to be, there's a moment in the trailer that has the three of them standing, the, the triumvirate standing up going, you really want to go back, go out there. And there are other points in the trailer where uh, where it seems like like Spock and McCoy are having conversations about about uh, the nature of fear. And that means they're having conversations about humanity. Like if the movie is peppered, not just with moments, but scenes like that in between where where you're putting these characters on the roller coaster. And sure, maybe we're going to walk out going, whoa, that was way more action than a Star Trek movie had. But the characters who are going through it are characters that are Kirk, Spock, and McCoy. And last time, it felt like they could be interchangeable for any other characters. I guess that's my point. 
is that I really want it I mean, to I be. I don't know that I feel like that's strictly speaking true. Plus, McCoy I do, did I, all of Dick in the last movie. I want to see McCoy do some shit. In this I do one. too. I, I want to see the triumvirate. Like, that's what I want to see. Like, and I want to see the, the, the rest that support the triumvirate. Like, that's part of what makes them so great is that they've got such a great, you know, support structure. Like, that's that's where the, the rest of the crew comes in. Like, if, I mean, I'd like to see them just on a camping trip, but, like, I want to know what's happening with the other guys, with the other people. And guys, I'm just sort of saying, like, you know, the other people, the other the rest of the crew. Um, I don't mean just men specifically. Uh but like I, like for me, some of the best moments in Star Trek are the conversations. Like it's not about yeah, the, no, I agree. You know the the phaser fight or the, you know as, as cool as the the moment, you know when they're basically you know navy space navy, you know battle and and it's and it's really compelling and it's like wow. Um, as much as that's great, like I I like the camping trip and. And the you know the conversations in five, even though everybody gives a shit. Um, I like the conversations between the characters, and I like seeing how they how they react to the stuff that's thrown at them. And it's like I'll be happy if I just get to see that. Like I don't mind you throwing a lot at them. Like by all means, you can throw a bunch of shit their way. But like I want to actually see how they handle that shit. I don't want to just watch a dude running from place to place and blowing shit up. Like that's not. That could be anything. Like, why call it Star Trek? No, you know, I agree. it's like sort of my beef with the Gem movie. You know what I mean? Like, you just you could have called that not Gem, and I might have actually watched and enjoyed that film. The movie called Not Gem. Like, <laughs> yes, you could have just called it Not Gem, and I would have been like, oh, okay, cool. It's a, it's a different. It's not Gem. It's something else. Okay, cool. All right, it's so an interesting um, plot. Um, here's something so, to look yes, at. Yes, if you're gonna call it Star Trek, I just that's the part I want to see. I want to see the Star Trek part of it. All right, so what I'm going to do now is sort of a fun thing. I'm going to look at the uh, at the Rotten Tomatoes and the um, audience ratings for the Star Trek movies to date. Uh, the Rotten Tomatoes ratings are, uh, if you don't know how Rotten Tomatoes works, uh, it's uh, they take all of the reviews and they use them as a binary system. Every review is either positive or negative. So if a review is like a C plus, well, that's the same as a zero. And if it's a B minus, it's the same as a, as, as a one. And by getting enough reviews aggregated, they put it together and you get a hundred reviews. You know, if 47% of those reviews are negative, then you get a 47%. Um, they also do, um, uh, Flickster also does an audience poll and the audience poll, uh, works sort of the same way. Um, although that's really like how it rates on a scale of one to 10 people rate it and see what they think. So here we go with the rotten tomatoes, which is the the critics uh, aggregate average reviews and the audience rating for each of the movies. Star Trek, the motion picture from 1979 has a 47% uh, um, rating on Rotten Tomatoes with a 42% audience rating. That means that over half the critics disliked it and the audience generally doesn't like it. Uh, Star Trek two, the wrath of Khan from 1982 uh, quite a difference. 80, 88% uh, critics rating and a 90% audience rating. Star Trek three from 1984, 78% critics rating. Uh, so good, but not as good as Star Trek two. I think that's fair. 61% audience rating, which I think is not fair. Yeah. I think that's quite a drop off and I don't think that's, I think like, it's, it's, it's inferior to Star Trek two, but, but not, not like, inferior. not like vastly. It's not like Star yeah. Trek two is an a minus and Star Trek three. And, and you know what I say? I mean, Star Trek two and three are one movie to me. There is yeah. no, I cannot watch them separately. So they're not separate entities to me anyway. Star so. Trek, Star Trek for the voyage home in 1986, 85% uh, critics rating, 80% uh, 
uh, popcorn rating. Um, here's the thing. Uh, that is the movie that, that really splits hairs for people because there are people who go, oh, that's the whales one. I love um, the whale one, though. <laughs> I know, but there are people who who they think that's where Star Trek went off the rails. Is that one? And I understand. No that. way. I know, but I hear. Hear me out. I completely understand that thought. Um, if you haven't watched it in a while, you might feel that way because that's the least Star Trek-y one. They're not doing any star stuff. They're on Earth the whole time. I get it, but if you watch it, no, it's, it's about, really it's not good. about where they fucking are. There are, there are several episodes where they're on Earth in the show. All right, but it like is, it's it not is, about their fucking location. It is it's the about least what like, they're but, doing. It's about their mission. They're saving their planet. But it is it is the least Star Trekky of them in terms of them being on ships, being in the stars. You know, it's the I understand how people I guess that's what I'm like the, I feel like the people that say that, like it's it's like that's not what Star Trek's about. Like so, it's not. Like Star Trek to you know, to me and to, to most people, I feel like at its heart, um, it's using science fiction as a as a foil to illuminate social things happening like right now like that's our filter so that we can so that we can question so that we can explore those issues that's what star trek's about and and sci-fi is is simply the vehicle to get us there and and i think that fucking four is absolutely doing that Star Trek V, The Final Frontier, 1989, 21% uh, critics rating, 24% uh, audience rating. I um, disagree with you guys. I like five. I don't care. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, well, it's Star Trek, so of course you do. Five has a wonderful beginning and end and terrible shit in between. I just Star love Trek, the conversations. They're great conversations. Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country in 1991, 83% for both critics and uh, audience rating. I think that should be a little higher. It's my favorite of all of them. Um, Star Trek Generations. Much maligned, 48% uh, critics rating, 57% uh, audience rating. Um, I think it's. I think that's not deserved. I think it's It's a film that's worth... I think worth, that's a bit harsh. Yeah, it's. it has its flaws. It absolutely has its flaws, but that seems, that seems a bit harsh. It's, for instance, we're going to find out later, it's rated below Star Trek Insurrection, which is absolutely not true. Um, Star Trek, <laughs> no, Star Trek, for, Star Trek First Contact, 93% uh, Critics rating, 89% audience rating. Um, I don't think it ages as well as some of the other ones. I think that it is um, it is shallower than, than let's say, Generations um, or Star Trek VI. But I understand why people dig it. I mean, if you, it's a great Star Trek movie to have on if you don't have, really totally have to pay attention. Like, <laughs> if you want, like, if you want just a movie with, like, yeah, it's a fun, good, you want a good Star Trek adventure... It's a good Star Trek adventure. Um, and it will be fine if you watch it all the way through. It's not like you won't enjoy it, but it it doesn't... I don't think you can watch that movie 20 times and get more and more out of it. I think after three or four times, you got what that movie has to offer. Um, Star Trek Insurrection, my least favorite of all the Star Trek movies. 55% uh, critics rating, 45% audience rating. Star Trek Nemesis in 2002, the most expensive Star Trek movie to the date at the time that it came out. Uh... Um, was 37% critics rating Ouch. with a 50% uh, audience rating. Um, that's one of those movies. I like that movie better than Insurrection, but I completely understand that it's worse. Does that make any sense? Um. On every on every level, I can look at that movie and go, this is not a good movie, but something about it I dig. Maybe because it's the last next-gen movie, so I've watched it a lot because it's like, I get to go through saying goodbye again. 
Like, like I get to see them for the last time again every time I see it. <laughs> I don't I know if that so. makes sense. That, like that it's, makes a kind of sense. Sure. Um, and Star Trek 09, 95% critics rating, 91% audience rating. Star Trek Into Darkness 2013, uh, 86% uh, critics rating, 90% audience rating. Uh, wow. Rating, rating really high. Interesting. But think about it. They do, the, they do those scores. Um, the critics only watch it once. And the audience, they get the audience on their way out. It's how they do those polls. So how did we oh, react? Oh, yeah. And if, if we're anything to go the by, like when we first came out, it was so great. Yeah. We called it the best of all the Star Trek movies. We did. We did not. We, we did. It's no, there. Look it up. Look it up. No, you go listen to our old shows. No, it's there. we didn't say we that. We said it was nothing we better. We did not say that, Justin. Shut your mouth. We loved it. We couldn't wait to go back and we see it. Watch us on film. Best, we didn't say it was the best Star Trek movie ever. That didn't happen. I think it might no. have happened. No. Even if it happened, it didn't happen. Even if it happened, it didn't happen. <laughs> um, I refuse. Star Trek Beyond does not yet have an audience rating. A critics rating is 89%. Rating high. Uh, compared yes. to other movies, uh, but I mean, but uh, Into Darkness rated high, so it's very hard for me to take a lot of. But we don't out. hate. But we didn't hate Into Darkness. Like I'm saying, we like Into Darkness. We didn't hate. We liked it. We enjoyed it. Fine. It's not our favorite, but like it's it wasn't it wasn't shit on toast. Yeah, you know I mean, I mean? it wasn't it wasn't Fast and Furious in the space, which is my fear, right? So yeah, it wasn't that. It. So I guess if we compare Star Trek uh, Star Trek Beyond to the top box office right now, it's rating higher than The Secret Life of Pets, Tarzan. Uh, uh, Mike and Dave need wedding dates, purge election, your central intelligence, BFG, Independence Day, Resurrection, The Shallows, Sultan, Ghostbusters, Infiltrator, Cafe Society, Equals, Hillary's America. The only movie ranking higher than it out right now that's getting any attention is Finding Dory. It's like up, say, it's up there. <laughs> and we're in and we're in a post into darkness world where people are going to be more critical because of into darkness, I think. So um uh, non-spoilery quotes about the film that I think you would like an old, an enjoyably old-fashioned entry in the new series. Um, Ooh, uh, that does sound good. Uh, while this is not your father's Star Trek, it still feels like a fans and just the kind of warm, inclusive, feel-good entertainment this summer needs. Mm-hmm. Um, I can think of no promising. I can I can think of no better way to celebrate Star Trek's 50th anniversary than with this film, which embraces everything that's great about the series. Wow. Um, uh, let me get a, I, I want to find this a few rotten reviews, but it's hard to do because there are only three out of 28. Um, uh, it starts and ends exceptionally well, but it gets bogged down in the middle. Um, here's one. Uh, ultimately beyond is a movie about characters and character, but that's half the battle. The other half the battle is battle. And Lynn, who has such strong track record with his vehicular mayhem doesn't bring his a game. This is actually saying the film does well with characters, but not as well as it could with action. Um, huh. which I'm fine with. I, uh, yeah, I'm totally fucking fine with that. A couple like, more good that's ones. The movie we get, I'm totally, totally okay with it. Finally recaptures the spirit of the original and it's beyond entertainment, beyond entertaining. Um, the drama never swamps the film's humor and it combines a glossy Hollywood sense of wonder with that classic Star Trek optimism in the uncertain world we live in. It couldn't feel more timely. Huh? Um, I mean, those, those, those are optimistic sounding things. Even the bad stuff. Um, not since the original to me, (laughs) not since the original crew stepped down. Have we felt such a vivid sense of adventure and comradeship? Wow. Um, so and and I'm not gonna go into more because they talk more about details, but I will say there is they have said there's tons and tons of action, but they're saying a lot characters, 
Um, like that's all I ask for because it's I mean just because that's my Star Trek. Like I don't, I I get being like we got it's on the big screen. We gotta glam it up. We gotta glitz it. We gotta we gotta stick the action in there to you know to pimp it. I'm I'm fine with that. I don't have like some huge problem with spectacle. I have a problem with my Star Trek being only spectacle. Like I don't even mind there being spectacle to my Star Trek. I just I don't want it to be all spectacle. Oh, this makes me Star it. Trek Star Trek Beyond should appeal both to older audiences who remember the glory days of William Shatner and Leonard Nimoy and to younger ones looking for a placebo while they wait for the next Star Wars. Um huh. it appeals like fair enough, right? Like yeah, that's what like I'll it needs it, it needs if the Star true, Wars. I, it needs okay. those people. That's what we've talked about. It needs those people for Star Trek to remain a fan. Like it can't just appeal to Star Trek fans. There aren't yeah, enough of us, and we don't spend enough time. Because we're, I mean, clearly not enough for them. This one saying, this one saying that it it's for them and for us. That's what I need to see. Um, these reviews. This eighty nine percent. I am back to being super after being unenthused by the trailers back to super jazzed. I hope I'm not sitting in an empty theater. Um, <laughs> like, like I, I will say this having gone seen ghostbusters in a theater with like 15 people was rough. Um, I was like, like I was like, Oh my gosh. And same thing with independence day. Like I was like, Oh, there's no one here. Um, so, um, I am jazzed. I don't, you know what I think? Here's the thing I think about that. We're going to see it right when it opens. We're going to be there opening night. I don't, I, I think that regardless of, like, because we're proof of this, right? Like, regardless of, of how uh, we, we might have felt like, you know, in the darkness didn't weather in our brains the same way we felt, um, you know, we felt it in our loins when we left initially. Um, and that the, the, the marketing for the new one has been like, oh, I'm scared. Um, I really think us Trekkies are, are a tenacious bunch. And I think that we're still going to show like we're going to be like, well, I'm still going to watch it. Like, so I know <laughs> like I'm I may not go in there as gung ho as I would have because, it, uh, you know, the marketing makes it seem like I don't fucking know about this one. But like we're pretty true. Like we'll, we'll give it the go. Like I think that that's kind of just who we are as fans. So I don't think it's going to be an empty theater kind of a situation, but I do think that it's going to matter, you know, how we feel about it once we yeah. actually watch it. Like that's going to matter. Like, cause that's the thing, like here, like in all honesty, and I trust y your judgment in a lot of ways. And I certainly trust you to know what, what would appeal to me um, in a Star Trek movie after all this time at a bare minimum. Right. So like, even if you came back, like if I couldn't see it on opening night and you told me like, here's the deal. You're, you're not, you're, you're really not going to like it. You are going to see it opening night, right? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't crush me. Like, where is Alex C? And what have you done with her? <laughs> no, of course. I mean, at this point, I don't know where, how far I'm going to have to go to try to find a way to see it because we're not going to be at home. So I don't know where the fuck we're going to see it. But I, they, they build these movie houses everywhere. I, that's my understanding, but like I don't know this area we're gonna be in, so I don't know the movie houses out there. I don't know how that shit rolls. Yeah, you're going, but... you're going, you're going to a beach where people go, right? Yeah, but they occasionally it the rains beach. there, and and people right? people have to go do other things. I think that you'll aren't be okay. The beach? Like, I really? think, yeah. I would never go to the beach and then go to the movies. Like, I wouldn't if it weren't like if it weren't for this movie. Like, I sure, I assure you, I would not be looking for a movie theater. I've gone to I've gone to the movies so much. But I, you know me in movies. I love movies. 
I'm just um, I do too, but like I'm if I'm going to the beach, I'm going to the fucking beach. Well let's talk let's talk about this. It. So let's let's talk about where, so, where, where people can where people can catch. But, but this I'm is, saying like yeah. even if you told me that I wouldn't like it, I would still watch it. I would still sure. feel like I need to I need to watch it. I need to I, know. I dislike Star Trek one and Star Trek five and Insurrection. And you know what? I watch them each at least once a year. So yes. Of course we're going. Um, <laughs> like, we want you guys. To, I don't think there's we, empty theaters. That's, we want you guys to go with I don't think you need to be worried us. about that, man. That's all I'm saying. So here's here's the thing. You're going to be listening to this on a Monday. Um, if you're listening to this first run, or at least it's coming out on a Monday. Um, hopefully you are listening to this before uh the movie. Uh, although if you're listening in the future, awesome. Um, I can't wait to hear what we thought about it. Um, <laughs> um, so there, like, I can't wait gonna, to hear what you thought of what we thought about it. We're going to be talking <laughs> about this. All week long, um, I'm going to be watching trailers. Um, uh, I'm going to be talking uh, a little bit about it. We're talking about our movie too, Track Up the Motion Picture, which you can see on Amazon Prime. Um, but uh, but we're going to be live streaming um, a little bit from uh, both from our, at least we're going to try to both live stream beforehand, but maybe only one of us will be able to get on the feed. And if that's the case, um, if we can't live stream, then look at us to at least be live tweeting and or live Facebook messaging as we're waiting in line. There are going to be pictures up. We're going to be talking about it beforehand. Um, I know I, at the very least, as soon as I get home, will do a, a live stream mini review. Um, as soon as I walk in the door at home, I will turn the camera on myself and do a live stream mini review. We're going to be recording at 1 p.m. in the afternoon, the day after. Um, and so by uh, by Friday evening, a lot of people don't go see it on Thursday night when it opens because it's a weekend. So if you're going to see it Friday, um, as soon as you're done seeing it on Friday night, you'll be able to listen to our thoughts too. So it is the week of Star Trek Beyond. Um, it's the week of the 50-year the, the anniversary of Star Trek. And by the way, we know you got Star Trek on your brain. So if you're watching, like, the most recent Star Trek movie to come out is this weird little documentary about a Star Trek podcast. I know. Um, So (laughs) if you search Star Trek on Amazon Prime under movies, um, it's right there. It's called Trek Off. It's our movie. Um, We know many of you have come from the movie and listened to this for the first time. But if you're listening to this and you haven't yet seen the movie, what are you doing? Watch the movie. (laughs) Watch the movie. It's great. It's really funny. It's funnier than this show. It's funnier than the show you just heard because we took we like cherry picked a lot of awesome stuff and put it all in. Uh, we've gotten some glowing and amazing reviews, um, which which I've been so happy about because like every every five or six days I'm able to post. I posted one up today, uh, a video review um, from uh, the movie man. And like I saw that. I was like, yeah, like, like exciting. P- people dig it, man. And we think you will, too. So check us on Amazon Prime. Uh, subscribe to us. If this is your first time listening to us, please subscribe so you can get us in your ear holes every week. Um, and, uh, and this is going to be huge. Uh, and for those of you listening now, um, it's going to be a cramming like three, three episodes in like 12 days, uh, which we never do. Uh, so, um, welcome to Trek Off. Uh, but for today, my name is Justin. And my name's Alex. Trek Off! Trek Off it is! Video! Hey, you know what makes us different than all those other podcasts you listen to? We have a movie. There's a movie of this podcast on Amazon Prime right now. Just go right now on Amazon Prime and go look. Check it out. Just search for it. There you go. There it is. Trek off. One word. Just search for Trek off on Amazon Prime or Amazon Instant Video if you want to rent it. If you don't have Amazon Prime as a subscription or if you want to buy the DVD, it's there on Amazon. But seriously, this podcast, you got all the way to the end. Now go watch us and give us reviews and tell the world, man, a podcast got made into a movie, man. How cool is that? Go look it up and share it. Love you guys.